Welcome and thank you for joining Ray Day Podcast, a podcast for everyone about everything. I am your host, Ray. What did she just say, Deshay? Um, we're going to start with our second. content got a little heated um men eligible bachelors so we have today mr darius mr darius thank you so much for joining ray day podcast and yes, uh, my name is Darius. I uh, currently live, live in Austin, Texas, uh, by way of Louisiana and California. I was born in California, kind of raised in the South in Louisiana and Houston, Texas. Went to the HBCU in uh, Grambling, Louisiana, a small town. Um, came to Austin and like, I want to say, Late 2013, I uh, currently do FDA reporting for the pharmaceutical company Allegan, and I also do blackout operations for Google YouTube TV. Awesome. Do you have? Any I have one daughter. That's why I'm in Dallas right now. I'm actually enclosed in the bathroom because she on Fortnite like the average kid. But uh... <laughs> I appreciate the dedication. I appreciate the dedication. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's my only child. Okay. Awesome. And is she an adult or is she like... She like turned 13 in May. And I just... Okay. I am 41. Okay, 41. Awesome. Okay, so as you know, this relationship, um, this series is about relationships um, and why we either may be in them or may not be in them. So how long have you been single? Uh, about seven years. Well, it's a long time to be single. Yeah, I mean, it has its ups and downs, but um, at some point you have to realize that a peace of mind is priceless. <laughs> True, I would agree. I would agree. I've been actually single myself since for about seven years, so since about 2013. So I've been single myself for... For about seven years, so I, I I I get it, totally get it. Okay, so like I said, this this series is about relationships. So, um, no, my the main question is number one: Do you want to be single? Because what I've noticed is that some people assume that you're single, that means but you want to be in a relationship. So there are some people that are single that enjoy being single and are not looking for a relationship. Where do you fall at on that spectrum? Well, it's, I guess I would say it's not a definite on either side. Uh, my thing is, you know, of course I would like a lady that I can share my time with that uh, 
I can consider my partner and have my back in rough times and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I'm not willing to sacrifice BS just for the sake of saying I have someone. Now, when I meet women, my philosophy is, okay, I'm not afraid to be in a relationship, but I don't go in it looking for a relationship. But I'm one that I'm going to take heed if I see great potential or something like that. Okay. So that is so interesting. So was my first thought when you said that was, do you know how like on dating apps and it will, it will have like, what are you interested in? Like you want friendship, pen pal, long-term serious relationship, marriage, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Right. So for some reason, what I have noticed, honestly, that a lot of, when I'm looking at male profiles or somebody I might be interested in, if it says friendship, I normally steer away from that because I feel like I don't, I'm looking more for a, for a long-term relationship, but, but, but I mean, in all reality, I guess you got to be. Yeah. Right see, there. I got this, I got this famous phrase I use with women because <clears throat> I hate when I hear women say, I'm not trying to be no friend with benefits. I say, well, don't every relationship start out as friends with benefits? I mean, if you think about it, yeah. you know, it's not like you meet someone and you say, oh, we're in a relationship. No, it don't happen like that. Um, you never just go when you when you meet someone and they spark your interest and you say, okay, we're in a relationship. No, that's not how it happened. Because to me, I don't know about most people, before I can say I'm in a relationship with someone, I don't care how fine they are, how, how you know established they are, successful, whatever. It's a few things I need to know. One, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I love sex. So you're going to have to be able to please me when it comes to sex. Two, okay. I like women that can think for themselves. Even though men are supposed to be so-called leaders, but a lot of time us as leaders, we still need, we still value opinions. So I, I don't need a yes sir type female. I mean, I want her to be submissive, but I want her to be able to think for herself as well. Uh, another thing you know, and this is more with the younger generation, I noticed that it's hard to it's hard to say that the woman you meet can potentially be your backbone because it's like once things start going wrong or especially like with finances or something, it's on to the next. If I don't see that quality, mm-hmm. then we definitely can't be in a relationship. Okay. So how long do you think it normally takes you to see that quality? Like, I guess, so my issue, and I'll say this too, like I've been ready for it to be in a real relationship, you know, leading to something for some years now. 
And I think what has happened, unfortunately, with me is that I have become impatient. And so, um, yeah, my friend always talks to me. Well, that's not (laughs) just you. That's a lot of women. Um, You know, I actually stopped dating a girl because, you know, and it gets to a point to where it starts becoming a steam issue because Mm. she felt because of her age that she should be more established. She should be married by now. She should have kids. Well, a lot of women go wrong at is they, you know, they paint this picture of how they want their life to be. And mm-hmm. when that don't start to fall in place, they start to beat themselves up, which in turns leads to them not ever giving a guy a really fair chance. Because any little thing that sparks a, a past, you know, experience or something like that, they go run back behind that wall. And a lot of times women and men huh. too miss out on potential because they let their past dictate their future. Wow. Oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> I have done that like so much. Like my friend, literally my friend the other day we were like, we were texting and talking. Cause we're always like, Oh my God, it'd be so great to have a boyfriend or um, I personally, I love to cook. And so uh, I have adult sons. My sons are 22, 20 and 18. My 20 year old was just here. Um, he's in the U S Navy sailor mom. Uh, he's just came back from deployment and now he's back uh, serving our country. He's at Norfolk station in Norfolk, West Virginia, uh, Virginia. But so when they're home, I, I'm like, I love cooking. Like I love get togethers and family. And like one of the, the biggest issues I had, like what, like my ex-husband, he loved, like he loved to eat at home. So I was really like, I budgeted. I think I made dinner six nights a week. Like eating out was really not a thing when I was married and, and God forbid a woman tried to give my, 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 my husband something to eat at work. Then it was, Oh my gosh. But so like I love those things, right? Like I love being a wife. I love being a girlfriend. I love being they. Like I love that stuff. And so my friend and I were talking the other night and we were like, man, like this is getting to be where it's kind of ridiculous. So I think that's why sometimes like I totally get the timeline. And you, I do feel like I've I've established myself as far as like I'm a homeowner and I've raised my children. I'm still, you know, raised them obviously, but my youngest is 18. But you do have this timeline attached to your life. And then the question that I get all of the time, which is so irritating sometimes, is people are like, oh, my God, you're so cool. You seem so nice. Why are you still single? Why don't you have a man? Right? And so then that is like, so then it already kind of, so then you just kind of get reminded, right, of like, oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you know, like it's a piece missing. I get if I didn't want one. Mm-hmm. And it probably wouldn't bother me as much, right? It wouldn't bother me. But I think because I do desire to be in a healthy relationship, I'll say that, because I could be in a relationship, but I want to be in a healthy relationship that um, it, gets, it gets a little irritating sometimes when you constantly get questioned, why, why aren't you, right? You know, so do you, do you know why? Like, why are you single? Well, my, my biggest thing 
is, you know, this day and age, men are highly undervalued. Uh, and when I say that, what I mean is now we're value for material stuff. Like, you know, what kind of car he driving, uh, where he live at, what type of job he got. Uh, you know, it's damn near like if you so happen to have to catch the bus because you don't got a car now, you don't deserve to have a woman or something. And uh, mm. it's like I, uh, I I have this argument with women all the time. It's like, and I ask them this question, and a lot of them get this dumbfounded look on their face. I say, do you even appreciate men just for being a man? Like handling himself like a man, doing manly things. Do you even value that? You know, because most marriages, which the divorce rate constantly grows while the marriage rate declines, most times it's over finances. It's not because of cheating. It's not because he wasn't a good guy. It's strictly because of money. And you know, I saw my grandparents struggle, come up, struggle again, come up. But it never once got to the point to where they let that invade their happiness. Mm -hmm. And these days, oh shit, you mess around and lose your job. You probably finna lose your woman and everything. So <laughs> Funny, not funny, right? Like, that's true. But it's like, I don't know. And I hate to hear women say, oh, I don't need no man. And man can't do more than me. Fuck him. Like, do you realize that God gave us different genitalia because you're supposed to be with someone? So it's like, I don't it's hard to describe. I, and then a lot of mothers don't make it better because I can remember as a child <clears throat> hearing women tell, especially a little girl, you better not mess with that man if he ain't got this. Or you better not mess with that man if he can't do that. You know, so you kind of can't even fault the newer generation. <clears throat> but but so did you see that um, there was a post the other day and it said um, it said black women no, okay, let me rephrase this. Is that other women teach their daughters how to be great wives. Black women teach their daughters how to be by themselves. I gotta agree. And the reason I agree oh. is because like I was just saying, I can remember as a kid, you know, just being around different people and and different mothers and see how they would talk to their daughters. You know, I never saw them in the kitchen like, huh, let me show you how to make this cornbread. You might have to feed your family or let me show you how to grow these veggies so that you can, you know, help your family. All I heard them saying is, and a lot of times I even seen it, especially small towns in the South, 
Well, mothers were damn near literally prostituting their daughters because they they didn't care about them talking to older men because that man could pay a bill or two, or or that man could okay. you know keep them with wine and liquor and weed and shit like that. So mm -hmm. they, like you say, they wasn't teaching them how to be able to raise a family and how you should teach, uh, how you should treat your husband or your boyfriend. They were only teaching them how wow. to gain from a man. Mm. So it's more about like what you could get from from them versus how to build. With yeah, them. fuck the fact that you need to be loved. Fuck the fact you need to be respected. You just make sure your pockets right and your bills paid. Oh, that is so true. Okay, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna do so my side note. So my friend, and I always talk about this, right? So when I was married. There's a lot of reasons why I'm not married anymore. But one of the reasons that my ex-husband, because after time we did talk and he did tell me, he said, well, because we had an issue in our marriage with infidelity. And so uh, when I just wanted to know, right, I want to know, like, why did you cheat? And not just, I mean, you cheated so much, right? And it was the point where it just got kind of ridiculous. But I felt like my mom, in all honesty, my mom raised us. Like, I, I love to cook. I still love to cook. Um, I, I cook from scratch. I cook like big mama now. Um, Sunday dinner at my house was always a big, a big deal. I, sex is not an issue with me. Was I, I don't really believe in saying no to your husband, right? Like, I don't. Like, there's just things that I've always said. I've always felt like. So the traits that what you're talking about, I've always honestly felt like I did possess those traits. One thing that I did do was I really I worked a lot. Like I, I worked a lot. I was really into my career, still am. And I just I love like I always wanted my husband to be proud of me. And I had that issue with my ex-husband and my ex-fiance as well. But when I asked him, like, why did you cheat? Like, why did you why why was I never enough? You know? And he literally said, Because I felt like they needed me and you didn't. And that was like, that really um, hit home because I said, I did cook, I did clean, I did, we had sex all the time. Like, but I was, I've always had that personality where I'm not just going to lay, lay, lay down and just let, you know, just whatever happened, happen. Like, I wanted, I'm hungry. I want, my, my thought I've always said was I want to build an empire. I want to leave something for my children's children. I want to leave a legacy. You know, I don't really, I, I want to stop the generational, you know, uh, living paycheck to paycheck stuff. Right. Yeah. And so being that I, in, I did like I created businesses. I still have businesses. Like I still I tried to do things with my life. That is good and bad. So I totally hear what you're saying as far as what what men like and what what like the bad parts about women. But there are women like me that don't have those traits that weren't raised by mothers like that. Because my mom is an amazing mom. My mom. Literally, she used to, my mom believes in dating your husband. She taught us that. So she literally used to keep uh, our children, because we have three boys, right? So she used, to, she used to keep our children once a month because she felt like date night was important. And I'm, and she was going to help facilitate that. And, and, and like, she would literally tell me, like, no, you need to get dressed. Like, it's not no jeans and flip-flops when you go on a date with your husband. You need to get put on makeup, put dress on, put on heels, you know, and be cute. 
So I didn't literally, so I totally, I've seen what you're talking about, but I permanently did not come from that. But on the flip side, then you have women like me that possess those things. And then you feel like, well, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. And then, so then, so then on my vision, I see all these women that are like, whatever, you know, that just aren't, you yeah. know. <laughs> okay. And they got great husbands. I mean, they're kind of running after them, making sure they okay, making sure they do with it. And I'm just sitting here like, well, damn. But see, I'm going <laughs> to tell you one, you one thing that I think all women should understand about men. And, you know, it's something that most women desire, but a lot of them don't really issue it out. Mm-hmm. A woman's best friend and tool to me. Now I'm not speaking for the masses, but this is just what I didn't what I didn't notice. And I got a lot of men that agree. A woman can be a piece of shit. But if she know how to stroke that man ego, mm. he ain't going nowhere. Because she keep him on cloud that could nine. That could be what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Because I do, because of my personality, I have to, like, because when I was, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say too much, right? But I want to, you know, but it's like, I do, ha I do work on that. I literally do, because I've, now I've learned. I've been single for seven years, right? And so now I have learned that there are things that I didn't really pay attention to or I didn't think were important or I used to always use excuse, but that's just my personality. Like, I just don't, I just don't do that. Like, you know, to where now I know, you know, a man needs the ego stroke. Cause think about you it. Know, like, like he has to be, he has to be Superman when he come home. Yeah. Right? You know, like just think about <laughs> so, it though. Yeah. Most women feel some type of way if that man don't make them feel whole about themselves, you know, if, if he never compliment her or he never make little slick ass comments when she got on a little sexy dress or something like a whistle at her or something, yes. you yes. know, like women tend to feel yeah. a certain type of way because it's like, you know, why the hell am I doing all this? You're not going to notice it anyway. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, they figure well, shit, I'm cooking, I'm fucking, I'm he should be good. No, shit, men don't speak on it, but shit, we want to feel like we doing a damn good job, too. We want to feel like, like we eye candy to you, too. You feel me? Yeah. For, yeah, I do. Like, I totally understand. Like, I mean, that was one thing I will say that I did not do. I will say, like, I don't think I did that. Like now, like in hindsight, like well, my ex, well, so with my ex fiance, I did, I did a lot. But I think that was other issues. But um, I did. But with like like since now I've been single, like I do see, and literally that's what I one question I asked Eric was about that kind of thing too. I was like it was about like 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 what kind of traits do you want in a woman, right? And he literally was like. Someone that can like, baby, I see you. I caught you. Know, Somebody's complimenting. So I, so like, you're like, so apparently, <laughs> it 
y'all men need your ego stroked way more than I think women like myself have given y'all credit for. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. And if you notice it, it, when you done had arguments in your past relationship, usually when you say something to that man that fuck with his ego, that conversation just got heated. Yeah. Because like you're, like you're questioning their manhood, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like the value of a man, like their value as a man. And then that's like a big no-no. For real, you know, because it's like we get judged on how we go about being a man. Not just by women, but by society, by our children, uh, by our jobs. Like, we have to struggle with trying to fit in. A lot of times, men not allowed to be themselves. So, when you with your woman, that's when you expect to be able to be yourself. You're not on pins and needles. You're not on eggshells. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to get that appreciation for just being who the hell you are. Yeah. Wow. I guess I need to, like, okay, so I think with me, I was just so focused on the the physical needs, right? That's what it seems like. Now, like, listening to you, it seems like the cooking, the cleaning, the, the appearances, right? The um, sex stuff, but not his ego, not his emotional well-being. So maybe I didn't pay attention to his emotional well-being like I should have. I only cheated once in my life. When I had a relationship. And, you know, like I told the girl I was with at the time, I say, shit, you made me feel like I was only money and a piece of dick. She made me feel like I was somebody. Wow. And maybe that's what my ex husband meant by she needed me and you didn't. I don't know. Like, you know, like kind of a roundabout way. That's interesting. You really made me, you know, these interviews are really making me like do some serious like self-searching and introspect when I do feel like I was doing X, Y, Z, but um, there's, I guess I wasn't doing A, B, and C. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you you could get a panel of 20 women and because mm-hmm. I asked this on Facebook one time. I say, I hear a lot of women always saying, I'm single and I know I'm a damn good woman and woo-woo. What's your definition of a good woman? I'm willing to bet you only maybe three to five people going to put on that questionnaire or however you set it up that making sure they man feel good mentally or stroking his ego I doubt if it be on there. The only thing you're going to see on there is cooking, cleaning, being freaky, and having his back, pretty much. Every time I talk to a woman, when they say they're a good woman, those are the things that they point out. Not one of them ever say, I make my man feel good just for being a man. Yeah. I will. That is, that is, (laughs) wow. That's awesome. 
Like I never, like literally like those are my top four, right? And I was like, well, I do this, I do that, I do. I mean, he ain't working. I got it. Like I literally pretty much took care of somebody for two years because they and their children because they were going through and they didn't work and things were kind of you know crazy. And and me being the woman I am, I'm like, every day ain't gonna be Sunday, right? Like, baby, I, well, I'm ready for the long haul. I got you. It wasn't gonna be easy, but I felt like, and that's kind of like a part of me that was like so torn right was like I felt like I was down for you when you didn't have nothing but it to me like so to me in my mind that should weigh something right that should mean something almost definitely but I don't but it didn't because <laughs> so, see this is the thing so I feel like yeah like and during that time I can I can honestly say I was not the nicest to be around um but I'll just say this I'll just say this so um, I'm not going to mention names, but like during that time, I, I, I bought another house for us because we were engaged. And so I bought a house that was big enough for uh, my children, his children and us to be comfortable. And because we like to entertain and we always had a good, great time when we were together. So I felt like okay, I wouldn't bought this big old house thinking, right, I'm not I'm going to have help with the mortgage eventually, like, right, you know, when things are, are better and stuff. But I want everybody to be comfortable. I want to show him. I got you. I got the babies. They my babies too. Like we're all good, you know? And so got the house and, you know, he went to school. I supported him and his kids throughout. I mean, it was, it was not like six months. It was about like a year and a half, two years. So we did all this back and forth. And then still it was like, he totally shit on me. Whoa. Like he did things that I would never do to anybody, and I'm sure during that time, I mean, it's it's stressful taking care of seven people. I mean, so I could totally understand like a man's point of view, but it was five kids and then two, and then us adults, and then with a new mortgage. I mean, this mortgage was not is no joke, and I mean, we're talking about a five bedroom, three bath house. You know, you know what I mean. So um, you're gonna always have dickheads. But, uh, now we can't take that fact out either. Now. You got some people, you can get them every motherfucking thing under the sun. Excuse my language, because I've dealt with a female like this. That's why I kind of got emotional about it. Yeah. But you can give them everything that they done told you they wanted, everything you think they wanted, everything that you feel will make them feel wholesome, and they will spit in your damn face. Now, you got some people who just have yeah. ill intentions. Now, the men that I'm speaking yeah. on, stroking their ego, making them feel good about themselves, I'm speaking for the men who have good intentions. You're going to yeah, always have men and women who just out to get what the hell they can get. Yeah. And two, it was almost like it was, it was like when I did things like, you know, got promotions or, or started a business and stuff. It was like sometimes I find that I'm in that the men that I'm in competition. It's not I'm in competition with you. Like I want to do the do these things together. But sometimes you get a man with a certain mindset, they feel like everything's a competition, right? And it's like, oh my God, this is so not like literally when I bought um, this house that I'm in now actually, and uh, we had broke up. I was at the pool, right, the neighborhood pool, and a pastor that used to preach at my old church, my previous church. Um, we were sitting there and, um, and he said, Hey, you know, so we got to talking about, you know, the Bible and stuff. Right. And then he literally was like, you're going to have a hard time finding a husband. And I was like, 
But like, why? Because he doesn't really know me very well. And so I was kind of like taken aback by that statement when you don't even really know me, right? And so uh, he just explained as, as he said, as a man, a man is going to look at you and be like, well, what am I supposed to do? You don't need me for anything. You got this, you got that, you got this, you got that. What am I supposed to step in here and do? And to me, that was so backwards. I can't agree with that. I'm like, any man that's going to come is going to be like, baby, I'm so proud of you. Let me add. Let's, and then let's build together. You know? So that was my whole thought process was like, a man's going to see what I've been able to accomplish. And mind you, it's not been easy. And I still struggle. Like, nothing is just easy. But it's like to see that and add to it. Like, be proud of me, right? And then add to it. Not be intimidated by it. But see... But that's literally what a, a pastor told me. Was that, I'm, you know, I'm, if I find anybody, it was kind of like, you're not going to... You're going to have a hard time finding anybody. I, I, I just can't... And see, that goes back to what I said earlier. People have became so fixated on, you know, social status and financial status uh, to the point to where they can't even see an individual just for being a person. It's like uh, mm -hmm. yes. Oh. the thing about me is because I had this one chick and, and it's sad because it's damn near like an illness. I had this one chick who actually stopped dating me because she was like I, uh, I, I'm not a good enough woman for you. You got these college degrees. You got these jobs and all this. I only finished high school. Woo. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about all that. Like, I, you know, you, you're a good person. So, but she literally thought, and that's why I said become an esteem issue, especially with a lot of, you know, women. You know, you got some women who get in this bubble that's established like you. And this might be why the pastor said what he said, because I've ran into him. When women are well established, they have this attitude like you a fucking peon. You know, you can't tell me nothing. You can't run shit. How the hell are you going to tell me something I'm doing better than you? Then you have these women who feel shit, he ain't gonna do nothing but cheat on me and all that. I ain't really bringing shit to the table. What the fuck can I do for him other than fuck him? Yeah. So it's sad to say, but it's a hard truth. Like, you even got men like that. You know, they figure man, I Shit, I can't even try to talk to her. I only make about 50K a year. Shit, she. That's what somebody told me. I did have somebody tell me that one day. And I was just like, they were like, I want to bring the table, but you, what you bring to the table. And I was like, yeah. We don't have time for all of that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I am not concerned about that. Like, I don't, I mean, in all honesty, I will say this, like, and I can't be able to say this for the world to hear. But at one point, if a man, had like like I have a house. I was like, well, God, if he has a house, first I went from, I went from like, okay, if he has an apartment, that's great because then he's not locked into a mortgage, to where now we got to either sell the house or rent the house out. 
<laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, he can just move here and we can just, we can just do it. And then so like that was a one issue. And then uh, and then I got to the point where I was like, okay, if he has a house, great. Then we'll just figure out what house to rent out and then or sell, right? And then we'll just have two houses. Like we're already starting out with, you know, with, with having houses. So like that had to, I don't know, that has just never been But see, that's rare. He didn't, he didn't have a car for he didn't have a car for a long time. Like literally I dropped him off and picked him up from school. Like so that's rare though. <laughs> I've never been like, but then I will tell you this too. So then one of my friends, I'm gonna say she's a friend. She's not a friend, but she's she's a friend. I just if I say what she really is to me, then everybody's gonna know who I'm talking about. But um I had one friend where literally she met dude was like making ten dollars an hour, something crazy, right? She was like, she's like me. Our personalities are so much alike. So we're we're both kind of go getters. Um, we we like nicer things, and not necessarily nicer things as far as financial, like like money, like materialistic. But we may like to go eat a steak and lobster sometime. You know, just kind of chill out and not have to worry about God, how much does it cost. Look, let, let me check the account. But we 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 like certain things, right? She got this guy. Making ten dollars an hour, she believed in him. He was like had a roommate. She he went to school. She dropped him off. She picked him up back and forth, all this stuff, right? Years of doing this. He moved in with her. Years. Dude gets his degree, right? She's supporting him. Now, she's supporting him as far as like being the woman. Baby, you got this. Let's do this. Gets a degree. Gets up. Gets gets a new job. Keeps going. Gets his associate. Now he now he has his bachelor's. Gets his bachelor's degree, he gets established, then he starts acting brand new. Then dude, when he starts making money, dude is out of there. Oh wow. So she's like, I was with you. You were making ten dollars an hour and didn't have a car. Now you making, you know, sixty something a year, got a nice car. Oh, so but so now you you is when you decide to go. But see, he was he was there like, just for the ride. And see Exactly. And I think with me, with my issue, with my ex friend, I think that was part of the same issue. It was like he was here for the ride. He wasn't here because he loved me. He wasn't here because he wanted to build a future with me. Not much yes, we were engaged, but I felt like he was here for the ride. He wasn't here for me. It was like he was here for what he could get from me, not for me. I tell my friends all the time, you know, because, you know, I'm like you. I love to cook. I think me and you shared that one time uh, about how we like you, to cook. We did, because you were making, I told you that I wanted you to teach me how to make yeah. gumbo, because I don't know how to make gumbo. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to, I got a background, because my grandmother and grandfather, they from Trinidad, so I love the Caribbean. I love the, you know, the uh, reggae music and stuff like that. You cook with seafood a lot. So, I want to, you know, get a club and eatery and stuff like that. Of course, it's taking me a little while because I'm trying to do everything on my own while I'm still working or whatever. But mm -hmm. I tell my friends all the time, if I don't meet a woman during my struggle, I don't want one once I'm successful. I'll stay single. Because... That's, how, that's what I said. I said that about my weight loss. <laughs> because it's like, you know, I don't want somebody to just come in and enjoy what they see now and don't know the true story behind my struggle. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, that's why I commend people like LeBron James. He married his high school sweetheart, shit like that. Uh, yes, and stayed with yeah. her. Yes. You know, I, to me, that's wonderful. I can value that. That's the type of thing I would like to do. But it's like, I tell you what happened to me, and people are so unappreciated this day, and that's on both ends. I'm the type, if I'm, if I'm dating a lady or something, and we trying to make something happen, I don't wait till special occasions to always buy her something or something like that. If I'm out and about and I see something, I see like, I say, shit, she might like this. Let me grab this. You know? So one day, mm-hmm. and this was the last day I talked to her, one day I was in DD's. I think I went in there because uh, I needed a new wallet. My wallet had got too old. So while I'm looking for my wallet, I see this little, you know, arm, I don't know what y'all call it, the little thing that y'all swing from your arm that you hold your cards and stuff like that in. Yeah. So I seen one that was, you know, pretty nice. I thought it looked nice. You know, I got a verification from a female in the store or whatever. And I bring it to the house. I say, well, you know, I thought you might like this or whatever. Uh, Here you go. The first thing this idiot asked me, she said, what name brand is this? I say, uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. You can give it back. And matter of fact, lose my fucking number. Oh my gosh. So it's like you got some women that so and to be honest, she she didn't even have a right to be on a high horse, because like I said on a post one day being funny. And I think this might have motivated it. I say it kills me how women have Gucci imaginations but live a Walmart life. Oh, God. But there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting and aspiring to one day get you a Gucci bag. Or I don't do Gucci, but, like, maybe Prada or something like that. You know, how can you... Now, if you're a well-established woman and stuff like that, I can understand that attitude because you actually live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But when you are te- on a teacher's salary making maybe 40000 a year, how are you going to try to condemn a man because he not able to provide you what you wish you had? So Okay, so let me ask you this question. Because I did okay, I did not. I've never done that because I'm I'm grateful for whatever anyone gives me. But I did do something kind of like that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened, and that way I can get your opinion about it. <laughs> so, okay, it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know where this is going. Okay, it was val. It was a Valentine's Day, and and uh, uh, he had bought me. I'm not gonna say who it was, but he. I'll just say he. He had bought me this humongous teddy bear, right? The huge teddy bear, like the ones that are like like life size almost, uh-huh. you know? like those really real big ones. I'm only five three, so it's it's probably yeah, it's my size. And so, um, so it was a huge teddy bear, and then he had bought me um this humongous heart of like chocolates, right? 
that went for Valentine's Day. And I was just like, why would you get this? And it wasn't the, okay, so it wasn't that I didn't appreciate it. But my thought was, you don't know, you don't pay any attention to me. Because, and the reason was, I don't eat chocolate. (laughs) I don't like chocolate. It makes me swell. I'm not allergic to it. But I'm not big on chocolate ever. Like, you're probably never, like, he, he probably never saw me eat chocolate ever. And there was a reason, like, because he, because he, he has, so my thing is, like, he likes snacks. Like, he likes little, you know, little baby Ruth bars and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like. And so I used to uh, keep him in his top drawer. I used to make sure he had his little snacks at night. So every time I would go to the store, I would always check his drawer, make sure he had his snacks in there. And if he didn't, I would replenish them. And so we've had the discussion about snacks and who likes what and, you know, that kind of stuff. So he knew I did not like chocolate. And then so when he brought that, it wasn't that I wasn't appreciative of the gift. It was, it was to me, was more like, you don't pay me any attention. I just felt like, it, so it wasn't the value. I felt like you could have got me like a card and just with a $10 Starbucks card. I mean, you know what I mean? Anything versus, because at least I know you, you paid attention to me versus like getting something that you know I don't eat. You know I don't like. Why would you do that? So that, that's kind of how I, I mean. Was that going. was a like legitimate. I mean, now that's a. Le- I would say that was a legitimate question or a legitimate reason for kind of not just embracing the gift totally. What? Yeah, I mean, he was. That's one of those things. That's what I'm getting to. But that's one of those things. Where you should have been like, you know, it's fucked up, but I'm not going to say anything right now. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's so not my personality. But the thing about women is, because I got a friend that's a psychologist, and he told me this. He said, men have to learn. Sometimes a lot of the shit women say, you can't take it with, you got to take it with a grain of salt because since y'all think with emotions, a lot of times it don't register until after you just said the fucked up shit or whatever you done done until later. <laughs> because I, cause I know I literally, I took it personal that he bought that knowing, like, you don't pay attention to me if you bought that at all. So that's because it kind of was, I was in my feelings. Y'all got to stop assuming all the time. And the (laughs) thing about women, it's different to assume. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with assuming something based, because most times when you assume something, it's based on the factors around the situation. But, What women tend to do is make their assumption a reality. And they act on that fact that they think it's a reality. Yeah. Sometimes it just could be a fucking coincidence. Or, I mean, you know, when y'all get pissed off, y'all first action is to react. Y'all don't think, y'all react. 
So, and you you know you really can't help it because I mean y'all use both sides of your brain because you're you're so you're always overthinking shit anyway. So. Because me, my mouth, like, and that's a lot of men's pet peeves, and y'all women don't understand it. <laughs> because, like, I used to tell my child mom all the time, it's like, was it really that fucking serious? Like, yeah. why you had to take it that extreme for some shit that petty? And then y'all get mad when we ignore it. Y'all get mad when we ignore it, and then you try to chop it up to where you just don't care about my feelings. No, it ain't that. It's that your feelings right now is real fucking petty. See, and what happened was I came across as ungrateful. I mean, literally, I think his sisters called, his mama called, and of course he called everybody, right? So it was like, I think like I came across as, oh, she she thinks she's something. She too good for X Y Z, and I'm like, that is not the point at all. <laughs> the point is, I felt like he didn't he didn't pay any attention to me to get that. It wasn't about how much it cost or didn't cost, or I could care less about that. And that's why he made like, that I mistake. Prefer, I prefer you you give me a card and write something beautiful in it, and and maybe make make dinner. At least I know I felt hurt. Like, and I think the other issue, you know how we all compare people, right? Because I've also been extremely spoiled by some exes to where they never even asked, what do you want from, what do you want? It was never that question for any holiday, birthday, nothing, anything. They just, they listened and then they were just showed up with like the most amazing gifts or like they showed up with the most and that doesn't mean it cost a lot it meant oh my god you remember me saying that you know what i mean like you remember like i needed a pair of flip flops that was like i like like one time it was like oh my god like you like he remembered me complaining about not having whatever pair of a color of flip flops there were like 10 dollar flip flops right and he remembered me complaining about not having a certain color so he went and bought that color and I was like, oh, my God. Like, so that was amazing to me. It was because he listened to what I said one day and remembered it. Well, I mean, yeah. That's that, how I am. I don't that comes with observation. But want. then a lot of times, you know, just listening to you, what I have observed is I'm pretty sure it was a lack of true time to bond. Because you being as busy as you are and him trying to pull his weight as well. And I'm starting to see that in the new economy that we live in. You know, couples really don't even have time to just have good sit downs or good bonding time. Everything has to be fitted in a tight ass schedule. And then, too, what I think is kind of detrimental to relationships, we never get a chance to miss each other. With social media and all of this, <laughs> you you come home, what the, what the hell do you really even need to talk about? Because you don't you 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 text all day. Yeah, we've been texting. <laughs> I've seen you post on IG, Facebook. 
I didn't say some little comments, you know. So when I get home, it's like, okay, we just here. Uh, it's like, hey, what's up? That's it. Because <laughs> you didn't you talk to me. That's true. I didn't think about that, honestly. So, I mean, it's, you know, we have to we have to evolve as things around us evolve. And it's harder for people that's getting older like we are because we went so many years being able to live by those same standards. And now it's like all of a sudden, okay, damn, I need to try to adjust. And the people who good at adjusting usually have better outcomes. That's true. And the people who, you know, stuck in these traditional ways, they fall by the wayside. You know, like it's so rare that you find somebody, especially younger, that can even understand half of the shit you believe in. Yeah. So that's going to be a recipe for disaster from the gate. Now, if you meet somebody that parents were still in the older traditional ways of doing things and what true respect was and what loyalty was and making sure that we understood it's going to be bumps in the roads and stuff like that. It's hard for them to understand that it don't make sense to them and you can't really blame them because this is now their social upbringing. So it's true, like, it's kind of like, um, I think it was a, a question posted to a couple that had been married for, I don't know, 60, 70 years. And they were like, well, golly, how long did y'all make it so long, right, being married? And the lady said something that was just so profound to me, where she said, we got married in the era where when things broke, you fixed it. I saw that, boo. Now, yeah, I saw that. you see yeah. that? And she was like, now, when things break, you, you replace, replace it. it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, that was, like, so crazy to me. I was like, that is so true. Where it's like, it's too much. Divorce is easy. And, and let's just go ahead and get this paperwork done. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it. And I love it, too. You know, you have to look at yourself, too. Because I did that whenever we went through a divorce and my ex-husband. And I, like, you have to really look at yourself. It's not, you know, when you really want, when you really want to know why your marriage fell or why your relationship fell. It was a lot of, uh, of of self introspection that I had to do because at the end of the day they were not at fault a hundred percent, and I had to like literally take responsibility for my part in it all, and that was very difficult for me because I was real good at playing the damsel in distress. I was real good at oh my god he did this he did that he did this. Not once did I say what I did to maybe cause reactions or to maybe not facilitate you know certain things but not to say that I was 100% right and he was 100% wrong or vice versa but I was not 100% right you know so I had to literally like come to myself and get honest with myself just so I could do it and really I did it for my future husband and, and for myself because I didn't want to bring old habits you know into a new relationship so then I had to really deal with myself. 
you know, in certain things. Okay, so I have another question for you, Mr. Darius. Mm -hmm. This has been a great conversation, by the way. Thank you so much. Okay, do you have a certain type? Uh, Like, do you find yourself drawn to... I would say... I wouldn't put it in a class of type, but I would say I do have certain preferences. Uh, I can't just categorize it as a type. And what I mean by that is, is of of course, it's going to always be bodily features that we we like as people, no matter what race you are. you know, of course, I like women with nice food, nice style, stuff like that, yeah. But at the same time, I don't really care about the skin color. Uh, she could be from albino to blue-black. I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I can say is she don't have to be college-educated, but at least has some damn common sense. You know, uh, she got to be a clean lady. Uh, You know, I don't like them type. You see them in public. They all dappered up. You go to their house and look like a train wreck. Like, uh, I'm not the one that won't the girl that everybody else wants, you know, and some people, under, some women understand it. Some take it as me being, I guess you would say, cruel, but no, that's not it. I always tell people, I don't want a dime piece. Just give me a strong seven or eight. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I believe in the law of averages. So if you got a dime piece, okay. if you got a dime piece, every time that woman goes somewhere, doing something with her friends, by herself, with the kids, whatever, somebody trying something. It's going to be either flirting or mm-hmm. trying to get a number or something like that. And me believing in the law of averages, and me always, me knowing there's always somebody that looks better than you, got more than you, and all of that. Eventually, somebody gonna prevail. It could be six, seven years from now. <laughs> but eventually, somebody's gonna catch her attention. Oh, God. Okay. So that's why I can't say I have a type. I just have certain preferences, uh-huh. you know, and I do not want the finest woman in the room. I don't want her to be the ugliest or, you know, <laughs> like that. But you don't want to have to look. You want to be able to look at. So I used to always say, like, I don't need the I don't want at all the finest man in the room. I, I want to be at least have to be able to look at him with, with at least one eye open. One eye closed. Hey. When at least when I open, I have to be able to look at you. But I don't need you to be the finest thing in the room. And another thing is, yeah. you know, I don't care 
how my lady looked to everybody else. As long as she's sexy to me, that's yeah. all I care about. And that's where a lot of women tend to go wrong, too. Y'all be focused on a lot of shit that we don't give a damn about. <laughs> like, honestly, like, like this work that you see that work. This work guy was like he said. He said honestly, we don't care how long your eyelashes. We are. don't like. Hey, <laughs> how Cat Williams said one time. I bet you don't never catch a guy in the middle of having sex or something, and be like, "Is your fingernails purple? Your hands green?" <laughs> I doubt that happened. And I doubt a stretch bar stop a dude from bending your ass over. It's not going to happen. <laughs> some men hate stretch marks. They think that's good. Yeah, that's, that's some. But the average dude, we don't, especially in our age group, hell, they go beat some stretch marks. Hell, if I see a woman with a if I see a woman with a way perfect body over 40, I'm gonna think some of that shit artificial. Yeah. More things are artificial than people realize. I, I will say that just because of where I work. You know, oh me too, because I deal with uh plastic surgery devices and stuff like that, like breast implants. <laughs> so you already Yeah, know. so I already know. So you know, I'm big on natural too. Like, I don't really like. I guess I could have put that in my preference too. I don't like a woman who always feel like she got to be dolled up with makeup, always got to have fake hair in. You know, mm. I, that to me that that's a that's more of a turn on than a turn on. Now, it it's nothing mm. wrong with. It's a special night. You throw on some eyeliner or something like that. You know, you want your lashes to be a little more crisp. I get it. <laughs> but but like every day, all day. You know, I can't I can't deal with that. You know, I don't want to have to be trying to have sex with you and worried about if I grab your hair, I might pull something out. <laughs> it might come out. You know, I actually had that happen. So it's like Oh my gosh. Like what the fuck? Like that threw me totally off. It was over after that. Like we'll we'll try this again in about 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. The next question. Okay. Um, what do you think about this statement? The personality that we want is sometimes not in the package that we desire. What do you think about that statement? I can agree with that um, because with me, you know, I like women that's humble, down to earth, just like you, for instance. You're well accomplished. Uh, you got your head in the right place. You know, mm -hmm. I like that. But then a lot of times when women get, are like that, it goes back to what I said earlier. They develop this attitude like, what the hell can he do for me? They become snobbish or, you know, they think that they pedestal so high, they, they sit up high and look low like they're a god or something. I can't deal with that. Uh -huh. I had a, a chick that was trying to date me uh, in the temp area. 
I'm not gonna lie, woman was well established. She made about almost 200 grand a year. Uh, owned homes in different cities, but you know, she used to come at me like, and at the same time, I was in grad school. You know, I, even though I had uh, two college degrees, I had BS in. You know, I was dealing with that hard truth of, you know, a lot of times those degrees just get you an interview. You know, it don't it don't necessarily get you the best job. So I was going through that phase. So, uh, you know, I I had hit a couple of uh, bumps in the road, and she was only willing to help me if it per se benefited her wants, her needs, like having me around more. It was damn near like she would rather me not do better for myself. She would take care of me as long as I could be around her all the time and drive the car she wanted me to drive. She even wanted to be the one to pick my clothes out of the city. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not living like that. I'm a grown ass man. So a lot of times what we want it, it just don't come with that person. They can have all the other good attributes but personality is a big thing because guess what? That's what you got to deal with day in and day out. And that's what determines how y'all bond together. You know how happy y'all going to be because Mm -hmm. I could love having sex with you, love being out with you, but if I can't stand to be in the fucking house with you more than 12 hours because of your attitude, we ain't going to get nowhere. So I think I can... I, mean, well, I, I, guess I can't say amen. I guess to say out. <laughs> That's my pastor used to say. <laughs> You can't say amen, just say out. There you go. Because what well, I, I, so I, <laughs> I would have to totally agree with like that. entire interview. I, 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 yeah. Because I'm, I'm serious. Like I can see how, like things that you're saying are really like hitting home with me. Because some of it, I can totally see some of my personality traits, right? Like, so it's, it's very interesting that just listening to a because that's why that's why I really love this podcast because it allows people to hear things that they don't normally hear and to be accountable for what some of the problems really are, right? Like, I just think it's really, really cool. Cool. So, what I'm going to say is this, Mr. Darius, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today, but I always end my show with, um, it's called Touchy Topics. Today, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, listeners. We're going to uh, have the show on After Dark, so we'll talk about other things if Mr. Darius will agree to come back with me. But I also have questions. Um, I also open the door to uh, my interviewee. If you want to ask me any question, any question, you get one question to ask me. Uh, and I have to answer. I would ask you. Be easy, Darius. Be easy. <laughs> I would ask you, do you truly think after doing your self-evaluations, are you even capable of changing? 
okay. So that's an interesting question. So that's it. Okay. So the answer to that. So is after I did my self evaluations, um, am I capable of changing? I think I will say this. I don't necessarily think I'm capable of changing. I think change is a natural process that you go through when you self-evaluate because that's the purpose of it, right? So it's not about are you capable of it, is that that's the whole purpose of it because I really got to a space to where I was like, I kind of felt sorry for myself. And I was like, my God, like, why, why am I not? married why can't I keep a man why can't I keep this I felt like I was doing all I could do like like, like men that I would talk to because I have male friends that I would speak with and they're like man if I had a woman like you right that's famous famous last words and then um so that I did I kind of I yeah so yes I I I did change I'll say that I wasn't I was like um that was the whole purpose of it was to really look at things that I could improve on myself and, uh, and actually put those into, you know, into action. Um, but I'm still single. So <laughs> I, don't know. I haven't had, any, I haven't had anyone to practice on, <laughs> but, but I will say yes. Like I made some conscious efforts. I did kind of focus um, because I feel like God had put some things in my heart. So I did kind of focus on, like I'm writing a book. It will be out next year. Um, I have my podcast, of course. I have a couple of, I have two LLCs that I have businesses with. And I'm also extremely fortunate. I have a great um, day job. So I'm a business administrator in healthcare. So I do um, have my own things going on. But yes, so the, long, the short answer is yes, I am capable. But that was the purpose of it, right? Was to make sure that, um, when I do find a relationship or when he finds me that I am capable, um, willing and able to be the help me I'm supposed to be versus, you know, causing more grief or getting hurt more. And then I just didn't want to bring craziness into a new relationship. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I commend you on that. And for all your listeners, I just want to say one of my favorite sayings that, like I said earlier, Please don't let your future, I mean, your past dictate your future. Thank you so much, Darius. You're awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person. This has been like the easiest interview because normally like they, my, my interviewees make me cook and stuff. No, okay. <laughs> so this is really, I know this has really been great. I, I appreciate it. Um, so I want to say thank you so much to my listeners for listening in, of course. Uh, that's about all we have for uh, time we have for today. The time literally, I did not realize how long we've been talking, but it's, the time has truly flown by uh, with Mr. Darius. Thank you so much, Mr. Darius, for coming and being in the hot seat with me. I know you're not here, but uh, I'll have you come back, of course, for After Dark series. Um, please make sure to visit my website, rayday.com, R-A-E-D-A-Y.com where yours truly will be sending newsletters. Um, you can also, that's where you can listen to my podcast or you can go on Spotify, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Please visit me on Instagram at Ray Deshay Podcast, Ray Day Podcast, or on Facebook, same name, Ray Day Podcast. Um, if you have questions, I love y'all's questions. I just want to say that. 
You can email me. Keep emailing me at info at rayday.com. I, like I said before, I answer my own emails until I get busier. Um, so I do answer my own emails. I don't have anybody else answering them for me because I love the information, good or bad. So when you, when you get the response, it's coming from me. Uh, be sure to tune in to the next episode where we will be listening to the women's side and about their feelings and why they're single. Um, after our women, then we will have our couples. We're going to have the couples. We're going to have, um, we're going to have all, all kinds of couples. We're going to have married couples, people that are engaged, people that are just dating. We will also have a special um, one-time episode on interracial dating. That episode will be extremely um, interesting very thought-provoking, very enlightening. We're going to have people that only date outside their race, and we're going to have people that just happen to have dated and fallen in love and married and their different races. So it's going to be an amazing show. I'm excited to bring that to you as well. Um, until next time, don't forget, have yourself a race.